We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast brought to you by FantasyDraft.com. Use the promo code ROTOWIN for a 100% deposit match bonus at FantasyDraft.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Wednesday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Benicio, welcome to another week of Fantasy NBA, sir. Well, technically, it started yesterday because uh, we already had a, a one day this week of fantasy NBA, and I don't know how much you played last night, but we had a lot of information that came out between six thirty and seven o'clock. Oh yeah, you know what? Like the, my phone, like I thought my, my phone was almost fully charged, and by the by lineup lock, I felt like I was my battery was like like nineteen percent, or like plug me in, man. Yep. It was like yeah, everything you knew you did not know at the at, by uh, you know seven p.m. Eastern time when my yeah. lineup lock happened. So it was pretty I mean, crazy. Yeah, a lot of the value dried up. A lot of lineups had to get literally blown up and redone. I have to be perfectly honest, and I think this is actually like a good teaching point for people out there. There is absolutely nothing wrong when things get crazy. Like last night was probably the first what I would consider to be, like, a crazy night of NBA lock. Like, there's always some guys out or something like this, but, like, last night was a little bit a little bit crazy because there were so many guys and there were so many of the value guys that everybody was on that, you know, wound up 
not being value guys because guys played that we didn't expect to play and stuff like that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with just hitting that little button that says cancel contest Mm -hmm. when stuff like that happens. I went through and canceled, I'm not even going to lie, probably 90% of the contest I was in because literally like three or four of the guys that I had on most of those rosters all were guys that were somehow affected by the crazy news that went on late. So I just said rather than just throw money away for no apparent reason, let me cancel a bunch of these, let me redo a lineup or two. And I went from having like five lineups in some of the tournaments I was playing and having, you know, a a good amount of cash games to probably having like 25% of the cash games I originally expected to have had the heads and, you know, um, had the heads and like 50 50s and double ups and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I went down to like two tournament lineups and that was it. And I'm glad I did because I had a a horrendous night. I, I basically didn't cash any of the tournaments. I didn't hit the 50-50s. I had like a couple wins and head-to-heads, but it would have been a disastrous night if I didn't go back and cancel a bunch of stuff. So to me, I consider that a win. So just a public service announcement for people out there. There's nothing wrong if craziness happens with just saying, you know what, I'll wait till tomorrow. Yeah, that's totally totally fine. And you know, you're going to have times like that where uh, where your lineup gets you know blown to to all smithereens and you're thinking to yourself okay like i don't i had so much you know gpb differentiation and so much uh, like ridiculous news came out in, in between now and lineup block you're like listen uh I, what i like to do is just like you know wipe the slate clean go down to one gpp lineup that i'm not worried about and then you and then if i feel solid about my my cash lineups i stick with my cash if i don't you can you know you you can do what you need to do to limit your actions. So that's that's actually a, a great point overall. But um, we're going to get back onto it for Wednesday slate. We got t- ten games on tap, 20, 20 games uh, to talk about here in the mix, and a lot of good options uh, for you overall. So let's go ahead and and, and kick this off here. Want to let you know as always, the Rotowire DFS podcast is now available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so, and don't forget to share and subscribe. All right, we're kicking it off um, on the Wednesday slate. Uh, with the point guard position, give me what you got, Benny. Okay, honestly, I would rather not start with the point guard position today because it's not all that easy, and there's not a lot up here that I really like. You, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that, too. There's two different things I, I, I want to say. First of all, um, we've been having getting some feedback, and I, I sent you a message and almost forgot about this. So um, if you don't mind, we'll both open up a uh, a lineup. Okay, and then I don't know. I'll let you decide if you want this to be. Let's let's make it easy on ourselves, and let's just let's, let's build a, let's build a fifty fifty lineup today on DraftKings. Okay. okay, so um, we'll we'll do that, and then if I'm going to I'm going to check my Twitter feed, and if I have the information that I am looking for, um, I do. This is comes in from Chris Conlon. Um, this is a uh, this is a DK tournament lineup. Uh, that he has set for football. So since we're mainly covering basketball, I'm going to save this for the end of the show if you'll remind me. Okay. okay. Is that cool? All right. Yeah, that's uh, fine by me. All right. So we're already in NBA mode. So we'll, we'll let's go ahead and build our cash lineup for basketball for today. Okay. And I'll we'll um we're gonna we're gonna agree to come on a come to a consensus on every play. Okay. And then you know as we go along, we obviously you know based on who we pick and where we anchor our teams, we might have to go back and subtract some guys and you know. Or you know, uh, you know, remove a guy that we originally put in there. So that that's fine. We're just we're that's that's the the, the process that you go through when constructing a lineup. So mm-hmm. um, we'll we'll let's go ahead and start at the point guard position. I know that you um mentioned that it's a little bit um dicey here overall. So, so let's see if we can sort through this and get one of uh, the first guys on the board here. 
Okay, well, the reason why I said it's dicey is if you look up at the top, mm-hmm. the, the you know, the guys who are up, the, the highest-priced guys that you're probably going to see on the day, you got John Wall going up against Patrick Beverly defense. So not really a place you're looking for him to have a huge upside game in. You have Kyle Lowry going up against the San Antonio Spurs, who are another good defensive team. So probably not the greatest spot for him to be looking for huge upside out of. And then you have Reggie Jackson going up against Memphis, who isn't as good as they've been in the past, but is still a very solid defensive team and plays at a very slow pace. So again, if you're looking for like, you know, upside out of any of these three guys, mm-hmm. it's probably not the greatest spot. The first guy who you would look at to kind of give you upside would be Ricky Rubio going against the Los Angeles Lakers today. So he is probably the top choice that I see for guys who can get you an outsized score. Okay, the for, for me, um, Ricky Rubio at 6,600. Um, if you take a look at the game logs, I mean, he did pay off 5.7x in the last two contests, um, but he had to do things that he normally is, doesn't do um, completely well, which is scored scoring double digits against the Clippers. Okay, and that was against Jamal Crawford defense or Austin Rivers, however you want to slice it. So I don't know if I can trust that too much. And then he came up with a 15 assist game against a weak team in Portland. Okay, so um, which he's capable of. Um, but he is also nor- normally a guy who will go nine points, six rebounds, fifteen assists. So to me, I don't really feel like he's cash safe. He, I, I agree with you that he's, you know, against the LA Lakers who actually mixed it up and put Lou Williams at the top of the uh, the lineup. I believe is that correct? Is it Lou Williams? I believe it is Lou Williams, the guy who um, jumped into the starting lineup. If I am correct well, here, well, I mean Russell, Russell's still starting, no. I believe Russell has been moved to the bench. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Okay, well, then that's good. that changes some things. What are they going, Clarkson at the point? Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, they've been paired in the back court together. So, I mean, if you take a look at the box scores, no assist in back-to-back, in back-to-back-to-back, or back-to-back games for, for Lou Williams, and priced at 4300 So uh, I actually feel better about that play, even though you got zero assists. So there's what we can go with Lou Williams as our super deep value play. Or the other play that I also like here is Alfred uh, Payton. Uh, that we can dis- discuss here, 6,100, and he's gone 7.5x, 5x, 5x, and then down to 3.3, but then to 6.9, 5.9. So that's pretty cash safe, and he's just above 6K, yeah. and he's not matched up against Bledsoe like people think. He's actually matched up against Brandon Knight, and if you take a look at the pace and the fantasy numbers and, and points allowed, uh, Phoenix has given up the fourth most points to opposing um, point guards. So I think, to me... Alfred Payton is my call, and if we were going GPP, I, w- I would say Lou Williams, but we're building cash today. So uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with Payton. I was going to say, I've actually been coming down and you know looking in that five to $6,000 price range. I think this is a day where you can save at point guard mm-hmm. because I don't think any of the top options are yes. you know, really guys that, that you have to have or that have the – you know that have a a good chance of producing an outside return in the, in the matchups that they have. So I like Peyton basically because I like playing point guards against uh, Phoenix. Point guards against Phoenix have been doing well this year. They play at a high pace. They've been putting up some pretty good numbers. So I'd be perfectly fine with Peyton. I have no problem with that. All right, now for lineup construction purposes, we need to talk about what you want to do at guard because we this is our. If you want, we can take advantage of what we just discussed and get Lou Williams in at guard at super cheap value, and then take advantage of 
you know, a guy like James Harden that we might want to use at shooting guard or some of these other top options, do you want to go value town at the guard position or should we talk, look at shooting guard first and then reevaluate? Well, I mean, here's basically how I'm going to tell people. What I usually do when I'm building my lineups is put in a lot of the value guys or all the value guys that I that I really like on the day first. Mm-hmm. And then when you see the lineup with all the value guys in, yeah, you're going to have twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars left over to spend. That's when you can look at the lineup and say, okay, who don't I like here? Or who is the guys who I think are the least likely to actually make their value even at these cheap prices? Mm-hmm. And then that's usually where I try to find some of the more expensive plays, whether it be a stud or a guy in the mid-range at five or six to pay up for. So while we're going through it this way to build it, I would throw him in there for now because you can always come back later on and upgrade the position if you know you, you have money left over or you don't like the way that it came out at the end. Okay. All right, so um, does that mean you want to throw? It sounds yeah, like that's you what I'm saying. You, yeah, you yeah. want to throw Lou Williams in at, at I'm guard. saying – I'm saying throw him in for now. And then, I don't know if he's locked in for good, right, but for now throw him in so we can see what we can do with all it. All right. He's making the first cut round of cuts is what we're yes. saying. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, ba-ba-da-bum. Why won't it let me pick Lou Williams? Oh, you know why? I know why. Uh, because we're building a lineup for Wednesday. All right. And he's not available. <laughs> okay. That's right. So we have to sort of – we're going to have to do the homemade math. All right, yep. so uh, you, Mr. Finance, I'm going to rely on you to make All sure right, we so stay. All right, so what did we get? What did we get for Peyton at? Peyton at 64. We're just going to call it 64. Okay. Uh, okay, because that's the Tuesday pricing that's available. Okay, and, and then, then Lou Williams was 43. Um, yeah, we're just going to have to use the last available price for Lou for Louis Will, which was 43. Yes. All right, so that's 10,900. We got 39,100 left. All right, and then um, just as a uh, like a point of contention there for anybody who w- wants to get in the mix with some potential other options that don't want to use our lineup for today um, at point guard. Um, anybody else that you feel that you need to mention before we move forward? Well, like I said, the only guy in the top half that I'm looking at is Ricky Rubio going up against uh, the Lakers. I like to I like to target guys who I think can outperform the matchups they have, and the Lakers haven't been stopping anybody at point guard, so... I think this is a good spot for Rubio. I think he'll still be able to get you five times value pretty easily, maybe even some more on the high end. And then after that, though, I've kind of been looking in the range of guys like, you know, maybe D'Angelo Russell um, because he's cheap and he's been putting in there. Alfred Payton's another guy on that list. Uh Darren Williams has been playing pretty solid, although I don't love the matchup against Atlanta. Um, You know, even maybe Michael Carter-Williams, uh, you know, again, no Chris Paul's back, but I don't really think Chris Paul defense is what Chris Paul defense has been in the past right now. Um, and then the only other guy I'm also looking at that I have on my list here is Jeremy Lin, but that's obviously only if Kemba Walker is out or if he's going to do what he did the other day and play like, you know, a few minutes and then let Jeremy Lin play most of the game if he's still that banged up. So that's pretty much the list of guys that I have written down here. Okay, yeah, I think we have to go without D'Angelo Russell with the, with, with the change in the starting lineup for the time being, for me anyway. Um, uh, the other guy that might be potentially interesting but it isn't necessarily a value play um, but is in the mix for me is Itaia Thomas. He's got a, a top 10 matchup uh, against the Chicago Bulls who are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. They've been at the 8th most fantasy points to opposing point guards, and that's you know with Derrick Rose um, in the lineup. So 7,700, he's... Um, been hovering around the five 
5x range in terms of price tag, price tag paid off, 7700 as of the last game that he played, and it has gone up as high as 5. Point, I'm sorry, 6.9x. So uh, enough to make some hay for GPPs despite the you know elevated price that you have to pay. All right, shooting guard position here. Uh, we got James Harden up top. We got a couple other value options like Andrew Wiggins facing our LA Lakers that we want to take a look at again, sort of similar to Ricky Rubio. Uh, what interests you here? I'm actually a big fan of um, Bradley Beal on this day because I like anybody going up against James Harden defense. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Harden, um, but I just think for cash, he's not somebody that I usually use because unless I think he's going to have a huge upside game, <clears throat> excuse me, if he only gets you like 45 or 50 points, I mean, you know, I say like only 45 or 50, like, oh, yeah, is that it? But when you're paying over $10,000 for somebody, it's really only like four and a half to, you know, not even five times value. So you can get a guy who's, you know, in the 6K price range who can give you 30 and they're getting you five times value on on a pretty safe basis. And I usually like to pay up at power forward center spot more than I like to pay up at shooting guard. I feel like you can always find the shooting guard who can give you five or six X value even on the low end. So I don't think I'd go hard in in cash. I do like Beal, especially if Wall is banged up. I think he's going to get more time. I also like – I play D. Wade a lot in cash, and I know people – for some reason, don't play this guy in cash or tournaments. Mm-hmm. But if you look at his game log, he's been putting up some really good numbers every single game. He's solid. You know he gets the usage. You know he's going to take the shots. You know he's going to do all the other little things, get you some rebounds, some assists, you know, a defensive stat here and there as well. So those are the kind of guys that, like, D. Wade is not somebody I play often in tournaments, even though he does make a little bit of sense because he's low-owned. But guys like him, guys like Millsap, guys who you just – Every day you can count on for that, you know, for them hitting five x value. Those are those are the kind of guys that I usually look for. So, if I had to pick, I got to check out the prices. I think Beal is up in price, so I think I'd probably rather have Wade here than uh, than Bradley Beal. All right, I, I like Wade. Um, I like also. I do also think Bradley Beal is an option. Um, Victor Oladipo is a guy that I think we need to take a look at and evaluate in this mix here. Um, Sixty five hundred. Okay, and um, it's still getting the minutes uh, overall. Actually, got 34 minutes and went for 24, 7, and 5. And it's, you know, for the price that we're sort of taking a look at here, at the, sitting at 6,500 range, matched up against the LA Lakers, he's still essentially getting started minutes. The floor is 24 minutes. And, you know, he's paid off the uh, out of the last five contests 5.9, 6.8, 5.0, 4.1, and 6.8. So that's like pretty. I mean, the the floor again, and that was the the, the toughest game for him was was 24 minutes against Utah, um, in a game that they won. So that's I mean, we're if we're talking about 4.1x, that's pretty cash safe for me with almost 7x upside. All right, so let's let's put him on the maybe list, okay? And then we can take a look at um, whether or not you want to pay uh, pay up for Dwayne Wade, who is in the same price range basically mm-hmm. all right 6900 as of the last game as well and just definitely has more scoring upside and then the last four contests we're looking at 7.1 5.8 4.6 and 6.9 now we can evaluate the defensive matchup and um you taking a look at the charlotte hornets who are in the, t- the top 10 and uh fewest fancy points allowed to opposing shooting guards so that's um probably going to be boom batum on Dwayne wade which is bad news for him and then on the flip side of uh, Victor Oladipo, who has Phoenix there, that should be 
uh, Eric Bledsoe, which is also supposed to be a fairly tough matchup. But because of the pace that they actually play, the Phoenix is in the bottom 10 in fantasy points allowed to opposing shooting guards. So Eric Bledsoe can only hold them down so much with the amount of extra possessions that are producing at that pace. And keep in mind also they've emptied the front line in terms of uh, you know defensive stoppers uh, overall. So now you've got uh, John Luer and Alex Len, which I would much rather face if, as a frontline, uh, you know, player, uh, you know, versus uh, who we're talking about with the, do all, you know, actually that's, it's, it's Cody, really Cody, Cody Zeller and the uh, rim protection that he provides yeah. for Charlotte. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> that's yeah. That, that argument doesn't fly anymore with Cody Zeller, but <laughs> believe it or not, whatever he got, Andrew, uh, he got Andre Drummond into foul trouble yesterday, which was like, wholly disappointing. It was like killed a lot of lineups for me overall, the way that like Andre Drummond, like didn't score and struggled, uh-huh. so yeah. um, that's that's another consideration. So maybe we can call the defensive matchup a wash. Um, so, d- given what we know now, do you want to break the tie with the pace um, from Victor Oladipo for a few hundred cheaper, or do you feel better about Dwayne Wade for the scoring volume? Yeah, I to be honest with you, I would never play Oladipo in cash. Not right now. Not without him starting, and not just. I just really don't like. Um, you know, the the minutes and everything and the way it fluctuates with him. As a GPP play, I think he's fine. But for a cash game play, I'd rather take Wade because I know Wade is going to play the minutes and I know that Wade is going to get the shots and I know that, you know, there, there's less variance to what Wade does for me. And really, it's like you're talking like probably a $300 difference between the two. Right. You got a, you know, you got a guy who you know is going to start and you know is probably going to see a ton of usage versus a guy who kind of relies on, you know, maybe having a big scoring game or maybe getting nine rebounds or, you know, I know Oladipo can do all those things, right. but I don't feel like they're safe enough where, you know, like I said, I know that Wade's going to go out there and take 18 shots or 15 shots and he's going to get me close to 20 points in those shots. I know he's going to get five or six rebounds. I know he's going to get four or five assists. Like, Oladipo could have a 10-assist game, could have a 10-rebound game. Like, it's just not as consistent to me with the, the stats that he produces. So I have no problem with him for a tournament, but I don't think I would play him in cash. All right, fair enough. Um, so, okay, let's go with Wade for our, for our cash gameplay then. And then uh, just qu- quickly as a uh, you know point of reference, for people who um, may want to take a look, take a look at some potential uh, value options for the, uh, the rest of the slate, I'm still uh, definitely. Uh, I know that you like Bradley Beal. I'm still definitely an Andrew Wiggins uh, supporter, especially in, in the LA Lakers, which is a top ten matchup overall. And I'll tell you what, though, you, Andrew Wiggins is definitely GPP only uh, for the, the the amount of pr- uh, production he's put overall. He just hasn't really done done too much in terms of like assisting and, and steals overall. He has, does have a block in five straight games, uh, but you really are relying on the scoring volume because you know uh, the rebounding situation has been a little bit uneven so you really are looking for him to score like 30 plus real points in order for him mm-hmm. to to hit the fantasy value overall not really uh the, the best cash gameplay overall but we're already in some pretty cheap territory in terms of um what you want to do with uh the um you know uh cash and gpp value with 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 Dwayne wade i want to also quickly mention um that chris paul did return and in the last matchup against Minnesota, if I'm correct, that's you. That is correct. Correct. Yeah. He. Yeah. He played. He played the other night. Um. Or last night, I guess that would be. He played Monday. Monday night. Uh-huh. Um. 
not incredibly well, but he was out there on the court and he played a lot of minutes. So it right. takes thirty-two guys minutes. Like Crawford, right? Yeah, it takes the guys like Crawford and uh, you know Austin Rivers that, and and Redick played too. So they're basically back to full strength, or at least everybody healthy right now. Right. So the only thing that you can sort of take a look at here is, I mean, Jamal Crawford. If you still want to use him for GPPs, I think he's okay. He actually still played twenty-seven minutes and went for eighteen and seven. So which is you know uh, um, like his second highest assist total of the season. Not something you can bank on, but that was good for six six point two x at fifty-six hundred. So if you still feel like you want to make a case for Crawford over Lou Williams, I think that's okay. I probably would still go Lou Williams, Lou Williams in our in our guard spot. That's the other thing that we need to evaluate. Way. Do we want to throw anybody in the guard spot over Lou Williams, who's currently there? Um, I like I said, I I'm okay with Lou Williams for now. I, let's um, let's see how we decide to go at you know the the forward spots and the center spot, and then if there's money left over, we can always go back and you know upgrade him to somebody else. But right. there are there are actually a couple cheap options that I want to throw out there for people. Um, my favorite one is probably Wes Matthews. Uh, he's up to playing like 35, 40 minutes yeah. in the last couple games. You know, you know what? Wes is going to win over Lou Williams in in my mind uh, okay. right now. Okay, The production mm-hmm. level and the minutes are just too high for him mm-hmm. overall. And, I mean, just take a look at this line that he put together, which is a basic line. Okay? Um, and But 10 points, two, two trays, five rebounds, four assists, and three steals. That's nothing, right, in terms of like what you need in a game. That's super basic, and that's five point eight x at forty eight hundred. So, yeah, it's not even. That's not even a good game for right. him. That's just kind of like a ho hum. I played thirty five minutes. Those are the stats I, I racked up. Yeah, and Lou Williams is scoring only basically. He like he's allergic to passing, so you need him to to put the points up on the board, which he can do. And you're all, and you're in, in that low four k range, so that's the attractive piece of it too. But Wes Matthews will stuff the stat sheet with you. He's like a, a, almost a lock for five rebounds. He has five rebounds in six straight games, five straight games. Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, with the assists and the steals and, you know, the scoring volume that he can pop up with, like the 36-point game against Washington on the road, um, which was good for 12.3x, by the way, um, you know, that low price to me just says cash and GPP top option. So let's go there. And then I I, I, I believe we will be hard-pressed to beat that. Yeah, I mean, there there are some other guys in that range that you can look at. Alex Burks has been playing pretty well. He's playing about 30 minutes. He's been putting up 5 or 6x. Mm-hmm. But he's a little bit more of a GPP play because, again, you know, like Wes Matthews, like we were just saying, his, his numbers are very consistent. He's giving you that 5 rebounds a game. He's playing the 30, 35 minutes. So guys like that are the guys I'd rather look at for, for um, a cash game play. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy like Burke has some upside. Another guy who I've been looking at, too, is uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. You know, he's been doing the same thing lately. He's got, in four of his last six, uh, six games, he's got at least five and a half X or more. But he also has thrown in some games where he's gotten like three X. So these are guys that I like too. But if you're asking me for cash, I'd rather have Matthews over the guys like Burks and, and Caldwell Pope. But those guys are guys that you can take a look at as well. All right, fair enough. All right, um, before we move on to the small four position, I want to let you know, beloved pod listeners, that if you haven't subscribed to rotowire.com, what are you waiting for? Uh, you like the advice of our podcast? You're going to love the website. You can try it for free at rotowire.com slash pod. We have lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer. Eight different sites being covered on rotowire.com, including Fantasy Draft, FanDuel, DraftKings, Fantasy Score, and lots more. 
customizable uh, league projections for you in season-long leagues, up-to-the-minute depth charts. And, uh, you know, for those of you who play in the season-long leagues, you get the complete draft kits uh, for NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, online and in magazine format. They send you the magazine that you always end up purchasing over at the grocery store. So lots of value, 10-day free trial. You like the information and the projections that were used to build these lineups on this very show? You can check it out for free at rotowire.com slash pod. All right, small forward position, Benny. What do you got for me? Um, honestly, the guy who I'm plugging in for cash, and I don't even think we need to discuss it too much here with the way he's been playing, is Otto Porter Jr. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um, that would have, wouldn't have been my first choice, but I will tell you this. I did struggle overall with what I want to do. You, we have to sort of um, potentially take Kawhi Leonard off the board because of gastritis, gastrointestinal mm-hmm. idols. I don't I, Okay. He's got a gas problem. Some yeah. <laughs> some sort of injury, some sort of illness. His, his tummy, his tummy hurts. That's okay. basically what it is. His All tummy right. hurts. Um, you know what? The, uh, the, the okay. I do like the call on Otto Porter. Double double in the last two games, thirteen and seven with two blocks in the game previous to that. Um, but the, the game logs, you, you you definitely have to trust the matchup if if this is the route you're, that you're going to go against Houston. And Trevor Reese is not a bad defender. So um, the the here's the other side of this for me. Um. Okay, you you sold me for for whatever reason. Trevor Ariza is um, yeah, and the Houston Rockets have given up the third most fantasy points to opposing small forwards. I always like to take the other side. I don't know if you've noticed, but Otto Porter Jr. has been the single best um, small forward stacker in DFS um, all season long. He's literally given up the most fantasy points um, to the two opponents in the false in the, the to at the small forward position, um, wire to wire. Every day since I've checked, the only issue that we have here is that Trevor Reese is not a volume scorer. Okay, so it's like if you, you you know if you're going to take advantage of that, he has to get beat in other areas like rebounding and you know steals and stuff like that. I mean, you take a look at the, the scoring load for him. Uh, his high watermark is 19 points, which he's hit two or three. It looks like three times this season. So that's never exciting for you. He has hit 7x um, and 6.9x a couple different times uh, this year. But, you know, with James Harden on the floor and the other, you know, um, options that they have, uh, Dwight Howard and and such, um, never goes ham, just absolute ham on you for, you know, 10x that, you, that, you, that you're that you hoping for in a, in a GPB. It's cash safe, but you're also cash safe here with the last couple contests with the auto porter and you get the double-double value that you're not getting from Trevor Ariza. So. Yeah, and my other thing with Porter, too, is, like, this is where – you know, the analysis and the numbers have to kind of come together and you got to kind of think about the numbers that you're seeing too. You look at Porter, how he's gone up in his last couple games, but what has been going on in Washington in the last couple games? You got John Wall, who's kind of banged up right now, so they need somebody else to kind of pick up a little bit more of the, you know, scoring load and, and, and the usage rate and the ball handling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you can see that Porter's been one of those guys because he's gone from like seven, eight, ten shots a game to... 12, 17, 15 in his last three games. You also have the entire mess that's going on with all the big guys that they have hurt and injured down out there. So he's seeing about the same amount of court time, not so much more, but over the course of the last couple games, he's actually seen a few more minutes to where his minutes are up above 35 a, uh, a game right now. And you may not think about it, but if you look at a guy who's averaging, let's say, 25 fantasy points over 30 minutes, well, that means for every extra six minutes that you add to him, you can probably add another five points because he's scoring about five points every six minutes. So the guy who was at 25, if he's now, you know, 25 fantasy points when he's seeing 30 minutes, if he's seeing 36 minutes now, 
there's a good chance that 25 is going to move up to closer to 30. So you're still paying the price that you were paying to get this guy scoring 25 points a game, but now with the extra minutes, he's scoring 30 a game. So that same 4.5 to 5x value he was giving you is now 5 to 5.5 or 6x value. And that's why I think for um, for a cash game, he's about as safe as you can be because he does have an increased role. He has been paying off his salary. His salary is still pretty solid. And he does give you some upside as well as some safety. So I don't hate the Ariza play, but again, you know, with Ariza being one of many options, probably, what would you say? I mean, at best, maybe the third option on that team? Um, Let's see here. Who Who would you consider the two? Dwight Howard, I guess? I mean, kind of. Yeah, I I agree. And, you know, it's really only a $200 savings that you get from Ariza to Porter. So you're not it's not like you're benefiting hugely one way or or the other. I will say this, though. You take a look at the other options on the board today. It's a wasteland uh, overall. Um, You know, I mean, you could sort of maybe make a case for Gordon Hayward against the Knicks. Uh, potentially, but you're definitely, you know, you're 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 paying upper tier pricing at small forward. Uh, well, you know, not terribly bad. Um, but you know, sixty nine hundred. Uh, I will say this though: Gordon Hayward is as cash safe as you can as you can possibly get. And now that you've taken Rudy Gobert out of the lineup, I don't know what that does or means for him. But he's paid off five x here in one, two, three, four, five, six, six out of seven games at 6900 so let's like throw him um you know down for like a potential forward uh option on DraftKings, okay because um we're, we're, we're building cash and he's super safe mm-hmm. uh, um and then we take a look at you know like uh nick's small forward defense um it's actually pretty uh surprisingly good third most fancy points allowed i don't even know how that's possible um, but you know, um, and I only actually think that's the, to terribly attributed to Carmelo Anthony anymore, who's been playing more stretch four. Uh, mm-hmm. so, um, but e- either way, well, let's, let's, uh, put down Gordon Hayward as a maybe, and let's lock in Otto Porter as our small four chalk play, uh, there as well. Anybody else that we need to stump for before we move forward? No, not really. I mean, Hayward, you know, I'm actually glad you brought him up cause he's a, he's the other guy that I'm considering, uh-huh. but, um, I actually kind of came down to, Porter because I figured I can save some money that way and I I think he's pretty safe as well so but I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset with Hayward either again if you have money left over at the end I do think Hayward is probably good for a bigger number than Porter is so if there's money left over and nowhere else we want to spend it I would have no problem going up from Porter to uh you know to Hayward yeah and then the last thing I'm going to mention here is that this is you know the the consistency level isn't necessarily there, but the production's pretty good overall and Giannis Tentacumpo at at sixty six hundred um paid off uh five x in the in the last two contests nothing spectacular seventeen points nine rebounds and then seventeen six and six with two blocks in both of those games so nice like overall safe um stat stuffing performance there so we can sort of make a case for him mainly because the small forward position like we've mentioned is an absolute wasteland for the for the la clippers four guys playing and none of them are good so um that's something else to sort of put in the back of your mind and you know uh keep in mind as we as we move forward there as well all right let's go ahead and flip over to power forward now benny uh how do you want to set this up there's a lot of options here, so let's talk about the options because there's a bunch of ways that we can go with this. Okay, keep in mind, um, I think we have firmly placed ourselves in value town for quite a bit of this lineup, so um, mm. we're you know we're going to have to anchor ourselves somewhere, and this might be the spot to do it. So um, that's I want to just sort of put that out there before we go forward. But I, I do feel great about the the center position, just so you know, also. But yes, well, that's actually usually where I wind up spending, so that's uh, okay. 
that's kind of where I am. But I mean, let, let me let me give you. There are five guys. Wait, no, I'm sorry. There are six guys that I'm looking at here, and they kind of run the gamut from expensive to cheap. So let me throw them out there, and we can kind of debate them a little bit and talk about which ones. Um, let's start on the low end. You got your boy John. Uh, what is it? Lure. 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 Okay, so you know, again, he's forty three, forty four hundred. He's been putting up 11 to- 11x, 4x, 8x, 6x, mm-hmm. playing over 30 minutes a game, getting you, you know, I won't say close to a double-double. He really only had one double-double, but he's getting you double-digit points. He's getting you five or six rebounds. He can hit a three-point shot. He can get some assists. He's picked up a couple steals, a couple blocks. So he's been putting up between 17 and 40 fantasy points in his last four games and doing it for, you know, basically Mm $4,000. So he's somebody at the bottom end you can consider. At the same price range, I also, somebody who I've been using in cash the last couple days, Amir Johnson with the Celtics is starting to get some more solid minutes. Mm -hmm. His price is only like $4,400, $4,500, and he's been coming up with 25 to 35 fantasy points. Very safe, very consistent you know, last four or five games in a row that he's been seeing those minutes, he's been doing that. So he's a cheap option we can look at. Okay. Ursan uh, Ilyasova is somebody else who I'm taking a look at because he's starting to produce a little more, but he's probably more of a GPP player. Yeah, I, t- so. I, I agree. So let's rule him out and just say, um, we'll mention the, the the quick price. It's not. It is a is a, is a terrible matchup against uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, but 4,600 mm-hmm. is super cheap, and that was good for 8x with 38 fantasy points in last matchup. But you're just as but, likely to get seven points and rebounds like you did against a, in a juicy matchup yeah. against LA. Also, so. see, here's here's why I don't think it's such a horrible matchup though, because he's going to be dragging Zebo out, you know, out past the the paint area if Zebo's the guy who's guarding him, which I think is the way that it's going to wind up. So if he's hitting his jump shots, I think that he's going to still be able to put up some decent numbers in that one. But again, I mean, he's mostly a guy that I'm using because of the price, not somebody that I think is, you know, going to get me 50 fantasy points or anything like that. Sure. Um, so then moving up from there, the other the other guys I've been looking at, uh, Marvin Williams playing more minutes with all the, you know, craziness going on in the Charlotte front court. Mm-hmm. So I think he's somebody else that can get you solid minutes for, um, you know, solid points for a cash game play. Julius Randle at $6,000 for the Los Angeles Lakers has been playing very well lately. So he's somebody else. The last couple games, um, he's kind of, you know, bounced off a little bit. Right. He's back to a back to a bench role right now, which makes absolutely no sense to me why they're starting Larry Nance over him. So that's the thing that kind of has me a little tilted because Byron Scott is officially – the worst coach in the NBA, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He has passed Jason Kidd as the most frustrating coach in the NBA so, for me, too. Yeah, let's just take Randall off the board. He did double-double in back-to-back contests, but this is like too much like minutes uncertainty or role uncertainty right now with Byron Scott losing his mind. So I'm with you. I yeah, love Julius Randall as a play, but like you know, if he's going to end up with like 24 minutes versus 29 to 31 like he should, that's going to hurt us. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the, the way I... Uh, I'm looking at. I think that we're very set. Did we? We what did we talk about? Did we talk about Ariza as potentially the second forward option after Otto Porter? I mean, I would honestly rather go Hayward than Ariza if we were going to do it. Okay, now here's the next question for you: Do we go Hayward or do we go Lure? Because um, Hayward is very cash safe, and he is he um he is very um um consistent. But Lure is is got the you know. 
an, enough of a role and the uh like you know the the ceiling to to make it uh to make himself a gpp play um there as well so what are your thoughts here i think for the forward position itself i think we feel like we need to decide if we want lure or decide if we want um uh, gordon hayward for for safety purposes for now, like I said, when I build my lineups, I go with the cheap guy first and then see what I have left over to upgrade. So okay. I would throw Laura in there for now. All right. So then the only thing that we need to decide is how far up the ladder are we paying at, at, at power forward today? Well, the other, the last guy that I have on my list, and especially for cash games, you know, Paul Millsap has been one of the safest cash game plays all season long. He has. And the, the tag, the, 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 the performance on the tag has fallen off just a little bit. But we're back in, in um, elite uh, matchup territory against Dirk Nowitzki there as well. They've been in the bottom five in point guard, I'm um, sorry, power forward uh, defense in terms of fantasy points allowed all season long. So this is the time for us to get back in on Paul and Millsap in my mind. It is on the road at Dallas, but this is um, that total should be uh, above 200. And, you know, Dallas has been playing with a decent amount of pace. And, you know, this is a great matchup for him. Uh, in, in in Paul Millsap, they sort of play the same uh, game Dirk Nowitzki and Paul Millsap do, with the exception that uh, Paul Millsap is a much better defender and rebounder, and even score um, at, at this point. And actually, the scoring is sort of debatable because I think Dirk is like roiding or something right now. I have no idea how he's scoring at this volume at his age. It's like yeah, Dirk Dirk can still get it done, man. Dirk is Dirk, crazy. Dirk's, too. Dirk's no Dirk's no joke. Dirk is insane right now. All right, so yeah, I, I, I'm 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 voting for Paul Millsap here, although. Derek Favors, by the way, up against Porzingod or Porzingot, however you um, slice it, to me is a pretty interesting option overall. I mean, look, do you see the work that he did on the, on against uh, uh, Indiana? Indy, yes, mm-hmm. thirty-five and but thirteen. But Indy, Indy is one of the worst center defense teams that we have in the league too. Yeah, as well. you mean you tell me you don't like Porzingod and as a you know defensive option. I mean, I mean the the crazy thing here is the numbers actually look pretty good um, for him, but I, watching him like you know overall on defense, I feel like this is more why he might get handed his lunch against a legit four for 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 the first time in a while against you know some of those matchups. So um, I'm okay. Well, with, I do like I'm okay with Millsap over favors if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I mean you know the other thing too is, and this is again when you start building the roster. You know, Favors is like 75-ish. Millsap is like 82 or 83-ish. Now, I feel a little bit safer with Millsap. To be honest with you, though, I could easily throw Favors as a guy who goes into the utility if I have that much money left. Mm -hmm. Or if there's something that I really want that I need seven or $800 for and can't fit it in with Millsap, I would have no problem making that switch and coming down to a guy like Favors. You know, just sliding down. To me, it's not that big of a downgrade if the upgrade that I'm getting at the other position that I need that $700 for mm-hmm. is a big enough upgrade I wouldn't mind sliding down from Millsap to Favors either that wouldn't you know that wouldn't really be something that I lost sleep over all right so let's go with Millsap and we'll call the price 8300 the last reference point for against the LA Lakers might be a little bit higher in this matchup but that's what we'll call it and then um uh we'll, we'll go lure uh, at the forward position, and then reevaluate after we uh, lock up the center, and we'll call Lure forty four hundred. 
All right. Um, then before we move on to center and utility for today, uh, I want to let you know that uh, if you haven't checked out fantasydraft.com yet, it is time to do so right now. The most flexible lineup format in DFS gives you the freedom to choose the players that you love to watch. Any three guards, any three forwards, and then just two utilities, position flexibility galore on fantasydraft.com. The larger payout zone means you have more chances to win. All their contests pay out a minimum of 25% of the prize pool. So you have the largest guaranteed contests uh, in, in terms of um, their payout zone. They have a level playing field. You never have to worry about competing against the same player hundreds of times because they set a low entry cap, just 20 entries maximum per user in any contest. But that really just puts yourself in the best position to win. Fantasy Draft has great value. Um, so make sure you check out their their contest now. You can use the promo code ROTOWIN for a 100% deposit bonus at FantasyDraft.com. That's a ROTOWIN uh, promo code over at FantasyDraft.com. All right, let's go ahead and lock this up here with the center position. What do you want to do? Okay, I'm not really looking at playing uh, Andre Drummond or Marc Gasol in that matchup that they have against each other. Fine with that. Yeah, okay. the guy who I'm going to go to first here is actually Pau Gasol okay. because he's been playing very well lately. I'm not a huge fan of the Boston big, so I don't think that's a really tough matchup for him. Mm-hmm. And if you take a look at the numbers that Gasol's been putting up, he's down to like 7,500 on his price, which right. is a little cheap for him. Um, he was a guy that was up over 8K, I think, all of last year for the most part. Yep. And he's been going like 5, 6, 7X, even at that elevated price. Put up so a 9X for- against Denver, but that was at uh, $700 cheaper too. But yeah, in mm-hmm. in the th- I'm just sorry to cut you off here, but no, yeah, no. like we just can stop talking about it because it's already the play. <laughs> this is like seven yeah, x or better in three out of the last four with a nine x, and the floor was five point seven x. You know, in that matchup there, and and a double double with six assists and mm, let's see here, eight, eleven, fourteen blocks in four games. Case closed yeah. uh, for the for our center position. We'll call it seventy five hundred, and we'll call Palgasol our lock chalk center position um, play of the day. And we didn't even spend a ton. So we're, we're, we're in good shape. Can, how good of a shape are we at utility, by the way? Um, let's see here. So how much how much are we paying for Gasol? 75. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So if we say 75, mm-hmm. we got 75, 64, 13, 9. We got 10, 3. We got 12, 9. So we got 24, 2, 36, 37, 1. So we have $12,900. As, um, as I thought, we are in very good left over Left over for our utility. So we could basically take Russell Westbrook without Kevin Durant playing against the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers if that was today's matchup. And we'd, right. said we'd still have a couple hundred bucks left over. I think, okay, this sounds um, weird to me, but let's just throw Harden in there in my mind you might as well take the play, the player with the highest point point ceiling overall you know it's like i know it, it it's against washington and you know um i don't know how thrilled we are about the defensive matchup overall let's see oh you know what yes th- th- there's no debate here benny we have to use harden okay um okay second most fancy points allowed at at the shooting guard position um uh, for for the season so bradley bill has been doing no one any favors i know he's missed some time with the injury but Tell me why we have to use somebody else. I mean, I guess you could make a case for Eric Bledsoe uh, if you want. Um, and then if we went down to Bledsoe, by the way, um, which is at 8,200, we could actually go up to Gordon Hayward from John Luer if we wanted to. So how do you feel about this? We go Luer, Harden, 
what's the better ceiling total? We go so we're that's probably something like seventy points um, between the two. If we gave Lure twenty five and fifty for Harden, or mm-hmm. Hayward and Bledsoe, I think we might be better off with Bledsoe Hayward. Believe it or not. I was going to say, I think Bledsoe's, Bledsoe's probably somebody that you can consider 35 to 40. Yeah. And I think you can probably consider Hayward in that, like, 35-point range, too. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's about the same. Yeah. But if you're looking if you're looking floor, mm-hmm. I think your safer floor oh, might be Bledsoe. Hayward. Bled- yeah, Bledsoe, Bledsoe and Hayward. You might um, actually be a little bit better off in a GPP, too, because, like, if he told me which two-player which two player combo has a better chance at 80 points... I would say I would tell you Bledsoe Hayward, you know what I mean? Don't you think? Versus like because Harden has to carry. Harden cannot have a bad game in order for you to get eighty points at all. If he if he busts, then you're in trouble. If Hayward like has a rough game, but Bledsoe goes off, you still might get eighty. You know? Well, so, that's why that's actually why I like that combination of Bledsoe and Hayward better for a cash game roster because. There's always a chance that Harden could have a bad game or or turn an ankle or right. get in foul trouble. And, and then if he does, you're in very big trouble in your lineup. Yeah, because you're not going to get that 50 out of Lore. Whereas if, if Hayward or Bledsoe do one of those things, there's still a chance the other one can go can go off for 45, 50 points and carry that pairing. You know, that's why for a cash game, I think that's safer. And that's what we're looking at for a cash game. We're not necessarily trying to score the most points. We're just trying to score, you know, if you're playing in a 50-50 or a double up, you're just trying to score more than half the field, you know? Right. So um, the, and that's, a, that's the basic uh, situation that you come down to. We lock in all these spots that we really like, okay, and then you have a choice between the two. Um, and then I, this is what I often have to do in my, in my fancy lineups overall when I'm coming out to the last two guys. I weigh the two options of guys that I can potentially put on my lap and say which gives me the greater overall value. And if we get into a spot, you're like, okay, I really, for, for whatever reason, like – um, let's say for for some instance, like Lure wasn't as good of a play, and it really like it was a sixty point ceiling versus eighty points for Bledsoe and um, the the Bledsoe Hayward combo. That's where you go back to your 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 flip spot that we talked about here between going down to um, from Hall Millsap to um, Derek Favors to make that happen, and because you feel like your lineup is so much better and you have a close. Um, like you know, overall ceiling or, or or point performance spot in that spot. So there's where you that's those are how you can sort of flex your lineup to get the guys in that you need to um to 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 book and give you that good overall fancy value. So I think we built um fan, fancy zones are a pretty strong cash game lineup overall for for Wednesdays. Now having said that, I set this here. I say we'll see you back here 30 minutes before game time, and then when some last minute adjustments pop up there, um be, be ready to flex. And um, be ready to, to to mix some things up. And also the the one thing we can t- sort of do, Benny, and I know that you, you, you may do this uh, yourself. You're like, okay, we take a look at one guy and we say, all right, the one guy in my lineup that if I need to subtract and and remove because yes. um, uh, we have to make room for some supreme value or some injury is who? And who is that for you yep. today? Um, and the lineup that we just built. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who's the guy I have the least amount of faith in? I really think Wes Matthews is fine at under 5K for value. Oh, I think Porter's yeah. fine for value. Trust him. To me, it might be Porter. Just because he hasn't he's oh. only just started paying off the tag these last couple games. But that's but see, that's what I'm saying is you can't you can't just look at the game log. You have to also this. know that I, like his I, his role has changed. I, so for me, he's much safer. He's pro- honestly, I feel like Porter's probably the safest guy. 
outside of maybe Gasol on the entire lineup. Wow, that's a little strong for me. But okay, because I would much. But again, rather... he's only he's only fifty five. True, and he can, true. I think true. he can easily easily get us thirty. Like I'm not well, saying I think West I'm going to get at his price point is safer. Well, I mean, the two of them are close. See, I actually think Porter's safer because West is very, you know, he's been very up and down. He's had huge games lately. He's had, you know, other games where it's like, you know, what the hell is this guy doing out there? But remember, and, remember what we said, though, like you only need 10 points, five rebounds and a chip in steals here and there. How does he not do that? Like he probably sneezes on the court and gets 10 points. You know what you I mean? Know, so. you, know how he do- you know how he doesn't do that? Here's, here's how he doesn't do that. He's playing 38 minutes right now in the last couple games as an average. If J.J. Barea and or Devin Harris come back, and that means a couple less minutes for him, that could also mean a couple less fantasy points for him. Uh, so that's why, well, you know... Like, uh, we, we can just agree to disagree on this point because it's like we're, we're, we're not like arguing about like an 8K guy versus a 5K. We're talking about no. like 55 versus 48, which is not a huge difference. And okay, yeah, I mean, well, I would. Either way, we haven't come to the guy that we think is the least trustworthy. So let's talk about that. Yeah, for me, I would, I would think it would probably be either um, Alfred Payton or Dwayne Wade would probably be the two that I'd be looking at to see if I could change something. For I would me. go with Elf in, in my mind. So um, if we have to make some sort of adjustment. The problem is that we have a problem at point guard if we have to come down or up from Elf because we didn't identify a ton of other guys that we love in cash. You know, we, yeah. we, we identified some guys that we can make a case for in GPPs, but, you know, mm-hmm. so that's the issue that we have. So, you know, yeah. hopefully what? maybe our problem gets solved on its own and some and the injury that happens happens or, or the, the flex spot that we have to create happens at the point guard position and then, you know, we, our bed is made for us. We're like, all right, we, were, we, just, we didn't want to necessarily you know uh, put all our eggs in their basket with uh, elf payton anyway we just sort of had to because he it was the play that made the most sense you know so sometimes it works itself out when you end up unplugging the guy yeah. um and then you know the other thing to keep in mind too let's say that elf payton was your guy and you know um but uh who did we use at at the guard spot uh, well that that's what i was gonna say is like to me Wade is probably the easiest guy to come off of because you can just slide Harden from that from the guard or the utility spot. Right. We have Wade, West Matthews, and Harden who are all shooting guards, so we actually have a three shooting guard lineup here. Right, um, which so is not common, move. by the way. For a- no, it's actually almost the complete opposite of what I normally do. I normally have like a three point guard lineup. Which or, is, uh, it's just so <laughs> weird because there's so many t- um, teams on the slate for Wednesday, and we still can't make a case for you know why we necessarily have to. Um, why we're not using as many point guards as we normally do, but just the you know matchup and value dictates that. So um, mm-hmm. there you have that. All right, so we have built a a pretty strong lineup. I'm going to be playing this lineup like with maybe a, well, like one or two tweaks, so it's not the exact same lineup as you're using or or you know um, or else. But uh, feel free to jump in that lineup, make a couple tweaks for yourself, um, you know, and then let us know what you think on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS at Benny R11. Um, and before we close the show here, um, Benny, let's go ahead and handle the, this Twitter question. I know it's NFL and it's early in the week, um, but this has been requested, so we'll go ahead and, and make it happen. This comes in from Chris Conlon, um, and we'll just give some overall um, uh, like um, thoughts about his lineup overall um, for, on this D- DK tournament lineup with Fitzpatrick, um, Chris Ivory, Thomas Rawls, Otto Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall, Sanders, Clay, Marvin Jones, and the Seahawks. Now, first thing I want to say, Chris, is this is pretty early in the week to like make it, to be making a, a decision on this lineup um, overall. And I would, um, uh, let's see here. 
Um, and I, what I want to also tell him too is this is better for us to come back and re- reevaluate on the on the, the the weekend ownership percentage show because we'll have a better idea of where everybody is at um, with these uh, GPP lines. So, what do you think? Should we save this for the ownership percentage show and then evaluate? after we've looked at the percentages or do you want to sort of chime in now with what, what, what he's got? I mean, if we have time, we can talk about it a little bit now, but I definitely think later on in the week would be a yeah. better time to revisit it if we can. Right. It almost doesn't make enough sense for you to say, this is my lineup today because if some, for some reason something crazy happens and, or we, or we look at the ownership percentages and we know that Be- Beckham jr. Is like, 25 ish plus percent owned and so is Rawls on DK because the price is so cheap and the matchup is super juicy and you know something like to, to that effect or we know that like everybody is on uh, you know uh, Seattle defense because it's easily the most you know popular play you're going to have to create some differentiation so we're going to file this Chris we'll come back to the show uh, this this question on the show once we have the Thursday GPP ownership percentages and we'll we'll get back to you all right, and that is going to wrap it up for the RotoWire DFS podcast for today, for Wednesday's NBA action. Don't forget, you can also always check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a review. Let us know you enjoy the show. Give us five stars. If you find a way to give us six, we would definitely appreciate that. You can always follow Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.